a special day. Somebody passed away. What's so special about that? This is open conversation. Uh, what's special about it is um, the completion of a mission. Person passes away, it means his mission has been completed. So we celebrate the soul's joy in having completed its mission. So we don't see the day of the passing, the anniversary of the passing, as a tragic day, except for the day that it happens. <laughs> but the following years, it is celebrated as a special day because it's, it's another success story. Another soul succeeded in its mission. Uh, not everybody dies righteous, but those who do, it means that their mission was successful. So the soul is celebrating and we celebrate with the soul. <clears throat> On the other hand, a soul going to heaven, I'm just going to go from one subject to another, see what interests you. <laughs> a soul going to heaven is not a better place. The, being in heaven is not better than being on earth. And completing your mission is great, but then you don't have a mission. And that's not great. Because we would rather be employed and working than enjoying the reward. So heaven is a reward, but the souls that are there probably would rather be here. So it is a nicer place. It's you're being taken care of. But we would rather be here serving God rather than there having God serve you. So it, we, we think of heaven as a retirement home. <laughs> you did your job, we give you a watch. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't the concept of heaven different in Judaism than Christianity? I don't know. What is our concept of heaven? Well, I thought it was that Judaism places less emphasis on the afterlife. Right, for this reason. Oh, I see. Because although it's very nice and it is a reward, but, uh, you know, for a month or two, okay, but... <laughs> after a while, it's... You want to get back to work. So we don't use the expression better place. It's not a better place. In fact, if you take it to the extreme, those who believe that there's a better place, those are potential terrorists. <laughs> you know, if you're going to exchange this world for a better place, uh, you're dangerous. <laughs> Yeah, we had a group of university students who were given a mission in, in Minnesota. I live in Minnesota. They were told to interview all sorts of organizations who work at making improvements in life, society, whatever. Yeah. So they came over to the Chabad house, and I asked them, how many organizations have you already interviewed? 
and it was something like 14 or 15. I said, so is the world becoming better? And they just laughed. Because, you know. And one of them said, that's why it's good to know that there's a better world waiting for us. I said, maybe that's why we're not trying hard enough to fix this one. <laughs> if you think there's a better one somewhere, how hard are you going to try to fix this one? There's no better. God created this world as the lowest of all possible worlds. It can't get any lower. And it's this world that he wants to inhabit. Because, you know, heaven is not exciting for him. He's, he's been there for a long time. He would rather be on earth. So our job, through the commandments that God gave us, is to make this world holier than heaven. That's a, a noble task. And, and it is happening. The world will become a very godly place. You know, we make mistakes. We do terrible things. But all in all, you see, when evil people die, the evil dies with them. When righteous people die, the righteousness continues to exist. So the world is becoming more and more godly because the goodness is forever. The evil is temporary. A person regrets their sin it kind of wipes it out. A person apologizes, wipes it out. So we have, since the giving of the, of, of the Ten Commandments, we have 3,330 years of goodness accumulated and maybe a generation worth of evil. So the world is improving and getting better. Don't believe the headlines. The headlines make it sound like the world is going down rapidly, but, but it's not. They just don't report the good news. So this is the ultimate key to this community. In other places, the emphasis is on culture. And if you're interested in culture, you go to places where people dress differently or eat weird food, you know, because that's culture. Here. Culture is not what motivates or moves the, uh, the life and the activity of the people here. So for all practical purposes, we don't really have a culture. Jews don't have a culture because we haven't stayed in one place long enough <laughs> to develop a culture. So if you come from Russia, all your songs sound Russian. And if you come from Yemen, all your songs sound Yemenite. So although we're still a family, blood relatives, we don't have a common culture. In fact, I was in an airport and uh, this guy comes over and he launches into a little sermon. He's a missionary. <laughs> and he wants to talk to me about how the Bible is the Word of God. About 15 minutes worth. 
finally he says, and he hadn't even said hello, so he remembers his manners and he says, oh, sorry, excuse me, what is your relationship with the Bible? <laughs> My relationship? He used that word. Aaron, Moses' brother, is my grandfather. I'm, I'm a direct descendant of Aaron. So Aaron is my grandfather, Moses is my granduncle, and Miriam is my grandaunt. He was speechless. Which tells me something. He was giving me a little sermon about how every word in the Bible is true. But when I said, I am a descendant of, his mouth fell open. He didn't know it was that true. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it was religiously true, you know. But factually true, that, that was like, wow. So we're still the same family, but we're so different in our cultures. In addition, we're not really practicing a religion. Because for all practical purposes, religion means a, 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 a way of life or a philosophy that brings spiritual benefit. You'll get to heaven, you'll be enlightened, you'll get uh, virgins, wh whatever, whatever the... So it's really trying to bring yourself to heaven. Whereas what we're doing is trying to bring God down to earth. It's, a very, it's the opposite. You know. So it's not really a religion in the, in the classical, popular sense of the word, and it's not a culture. That's why it's so open. Be invited to somebody's circumcision? <laughs> That's a little invasion of privacy. <laughs> and they never even asked the kid if he, if he agreed. <laughs> to be exposed like that, you know? <laughs> so the openness is because there actually, factually, is a common mission that unites us. Religion aside, culture aside, we're all here for the same reason, to make this world a godly place. That's God's need, that's his request, that's what he needs from us, he needs for us, and we're all doing it. Knowingly, unknowingly, no one is exempt. You're either making the world better, or you're making it worse, or, or you're abstaining. You know, neither here nor there. But, but everybody is in the same boat. So having that common mission, we, we have no secrets. There should be no secrets. You know, it's, it's all one big ship that we're on, and if one person gets better, the ship is better. If one person does something good, the world is gooder. So anything we can do to encourage, to inspire, to share, to get past the things that limit us, if you think you're practicing a religion, you feel a need to defend that religion against all other religions. That's not what we're here for. We're here to serve God because he created the world 
we didn't. So it's his need, it's his project. We're just trying to help out. So there isn't that much guilt. Like, the objective is not for me to become a saint, which I probably will never be. And that's okay because I never promised to be. <laughs> no one ever asked me if I was. So it's not about me, it's about him. So even if I'm in a bad mood, I'll get over it. Tomorrow I'll be in a better mood and I'll, I'll do something for him, which makes my being here justified. So every human being on earth is a necessary part of this plan. There's something that only you can do to make this world more godly because you've got your little corner of the world, your little piece of the pie. And if everybody gets a little better, the world becomes a whole lot better. So I'm not even sure how to describe this. This is a community motivated not by religion, not by culture, then by what? By an ideal, by a mission. And the mission is universal. Of course, Jews do it differently because we're the priests, so we get to do more 613 commandments. It's kind of a full-time job. Uh, but everybody has commandments. Everybody has to be serving God. Everybody has their little piece of the pie that only they can fix. Is there room for disagreement within the community as to how best to serve God and how best to make the world a better place? No. <laughs> and we can't really expect agree agreement. There, there, I mean, the, the, the Torah is the agreement. How to interpret the Torah and how to, how, to, how to fulfill it and how to go about it. There's got to be a million ways to do it because everyone's got to do it coming from where they're, you know, what their basis, their personality, their... So we're always struggling to make sure we're doing the right thing and not just what we think is right. But that's good. That's a good moral challenge. But Dennis Prager, on the radio, he says, I travel around a lot, and I come to Chabad houses all over the country, and there's something strange. Every Chabad house I come to, the rabbis are happy. <laughs> what do they do with the sad ones? <laughs> <laughs> it, it is a happy way of serving God. Or, in fact, serving God is happy. Because if you're trying to make yourself better and become a saint, eh, there's no time for being happy. Too self-conscious, right? But when you're here to serve Him, every minute is an opportunity. If you didn't do it yesterday, do it today. You haven't done it yet? Well, so, so th there's, no, there's no need for the fire and brimstone threat of punishment and damnation and don't get damned, just do something. It's a much happier... So really, I, I, don't, I don't know what the right word would be. A community motivated by an idea. And the idea is universal. So it is different. It's very different than asking people to share their religion with you.
no matter how much they share, you're the outsider. Because it's their religion. You're just peeking. <laughs> but what we're, what we're talking about is not ours. It's, it's, it's human. The human being is here to serve. We have a Sunday night program for VIPs that you might be interested in. It's informal, it's questions and answers, it's conversation. It's really relaxed, it's really pleasant, enjoyable, informative, and uh, kind of community-like. It's a Sunday night program, there's a um, Wednesday morning program for the VIPs, and there's a Wednesday night program. All of it, just conversation, casual, laid back, unscripted. So join us, take a look, click uh, the link below and see which, which of the three suits you best and join us for some enjoyable conversation.